1: Learn more at Marines.com Gators
2: Breakdown Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation
1: The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. And here we are. Right, look, if you're watching the YouTube version live, you can see right here quarterback for the Florida Gators, Graham Merch, joining us right here on Gators Breakdown through Florida Victorious. Hey, Graham, thanks for hopping on Gators Breakdown, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So it's gonna it's gonna be a fun fun time together. Yeah. Uh, first one like this through, through a Gator podcast? There's a lot I, of us. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, obviously we do the we do media every week, yeah. so it's a little a little different, a little more uh, relaxed, a little laid back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I've only got to speak to you once after a game. I'm in the press after, after the game. I don't get to get to go. I'm in Jacksonville, so I don't get to go to Gainesville, you know, yeah. through the week and stuff, but... uh after games and stuff uh i'll I'll be in there so but yeah that's the only time i've got to speak to you but now right here on gators breakdown so one more time thank you for for joining us right here so everybody hit that like button subscribe to gators breakdown right here as we spend about uh about a half hour or so right here with graham mertz for gators quarterback subscribe to gators breakdown here on youtube hit that like button really really goes a long way uh helping gators Breakdown out so First, Graham. I, yeah, I know you had a media session yesterday and stuff. But for people who haven't seen that, Gator fans who haven't seen that, of course, we just want to. How you doing uh, after the injury? How the recovery timeline is going?
2: Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I mean, recovery's right on, right on schedule. So can't complain about that. I mean, obviously we got a great setup with our uh, our physical therapy group and all that, and everybody in there. So I'm right on schedule, doing great.
1: When's uh when's the next time you can throw a football? I might have. Uh, I mean, to what extent? <laughs> okay. Seriously, throwing a football. Uh,
2: I don't know. Probably in the near future. I mean, I threw it around a little bit today, but nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, not. I might have had my arm in a sling right here, but. Uh, <laughs> So I had an itch to throw football. So they were at the end of uh, at the end of therapy and treatment. today. They let me toss it around a little bit, which was
1: uh, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, hey, there we go. As long as it's cleared, we're okay. We're okay.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, let's let's go back to that night there in Missouri for for a second before we move forward. And man, actually throughout the season, you gained so much respect from from Gator Nation. And look, I think college football too. From getting hit time and time again and, and getting up time and time again from a lot of those hard hits throughout the season but this play instead you brought the hammer (laughs) and we're running over the Missouri defenders and little did we know what had happened. It looks like at the time you didn't know either. Was Mm -hmm. it as simple as the adrenaline kicking in and not feeling the pain right away until a play later?
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, I made the first the first hit and then got through there and I, I was already fired up because I knew I got a first down and uh, I mean I think it was like a third and six so I'd had a big time in the game so knew I had to get it and then as soon as I got up from the hit I saw like the entire sideline players coaches everybody jumping around so uh, I was fired up man adrenaline was kicking uh, and then the adrenaline quickly went away <laughs> and I felt that uh, on the next play so uh, yeah I mean. In The moment, I mean, it, it was a blast, something else, something I'll never forget. So,
1: yeah, like I said, we uh hate, hate, hate what happened there, uh, of course. And you know, now we'll hope you're just on that recovery timeline, like we were saying. Uh, but as I said, um, just kept giving up, man, over and over again through, through throughout the season. Uh, and you know, we were hoping that was just a, a small nothing because we've seen you get up so many times this season. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, not, not, not to be, not to be there that night in Missouri. So let's go back uh, a little bit. Well, not a little bit recently last week, you announced the decision to come back and you mentioned yesterday, there's some stuff that's left on the table. There's some unfinished business. What gives you confidence that there's more out there for this Gator team next season?
2: I mean, I think, uh, I think it's everybody. I mean, even fans, fans, coaches, players, I mean, we all know what we want and and we want to win. And, I mean, I'm confident in Coach Napier's uh, his system in the the off program, um, and, and I'm looking forward to. It's kind of different for me coming back another year with experience in the offense because, like this time last year, I was learning <laughs> the offense, so um, I was kind of relying on just getting with the guys and throwing a little bit, not really understanding the full play, but understanding the route. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, really diving in this offseason and, and having that that experience under my belt in the offense and uh yeah just leading the guys and, and and getting a little bit better every day and I think we're across the board we know that um we let some stuff get away from us this year and we might have shot ourselves in the foot a little bit so uh, I mean we, we went back and watched the tape and there was always a few plays every game that that altered it and I think the big thing is we know we can control it and that, that goes throughout the entire off season. Um, and that's where we need, we need everybody to buy into our process and we need to grow together. And I think across the board, the guys have that mindset where we don't want to have that feeling in the locker room after, after a, a close loss. I mean, we, we don't like that feeling. And I talked to the guys uh, this last week, when we had a team, in, I'm like, guys, that feeling should, that that should push you every day in the off season when you're in a, a workout that's hard or, some, something's not going the way you want. I mean, that you gotta you gotta be able to channel that feeling and and have that pull you through the hard days. And I mean I think across the board the the guys don't like that. They don't like that feeling. And and that's the that's the biggest driving force that the guys just want to win. And and this team's hungry. We're young they they had that experience and they don't want to experience that again.
1: You you mentioned Coach Napier there is if, if, if there is part of this that you can share was there a message from him? You know, what was his reception of your decision to come back? Yeah,
2: I mean, I met with him multiple times. I um, mean, there was probably not during the Florida State week. I mean, obviously, yeah. I wasn't playing, so that was kind of on my mind. Um, but I wanted to wait till after that week to sit down and talk with him. But we we talked multiple times about um, all the options, which was the, it was the NFL was coming back, um, and and I mean, it was great. And it was a, he was a sounding board for me. I was able to really talk through all these different points that I wanted to get through. And I, mean, I think the biggest thing is that I put it in my post um, and he's not going to go out there and say unfinished business, but but I'm, I'm confident doing it because I feel that way. And I, I know that across the organization, that's the feeling. And, and there's so much more left on the table that uh, not only the players and staff and everybody in that building wants, but but Gator Nation wants as well. So um, we're we're going to work like crazy this year to ensure that.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Right, Graham, let's go back to, to last year. And before the season, all the talk was, hey, it didn't work out at Wisconsin. Now he's coming to Florida. He's coming to play in the SEC. Hey, there's no way it'll work. It's harder in the SEC. Yeah. Um, and look, And I remember looking at preseason magazines before the season. There's a list of 15 transfer portal quarterbacks and Graham Mertz is 15th. And I'm like, oh, come on now. I mean, there, there's there's no way. Um I couldn't understand, you know, you, you being ranked 15th on the list like that. Yeah. And all you do is come in the SEC and you have your best season yet. Was that, I mean, I know you from getting to know you a little bit these last few months, I know that wasn't your driving motivation, but was there some motivation from all the talk from coming to Wisconsin and going to Florida and not working out to yeah. your bottom on the list of transfer portal quarterbacks? Was it, Was there some motivation there?
2: Yeah, I mean – I think I think that's a there's a lot that goes into that question and that answer. I think uh, I mean, I think anybody that looks back at my career at Wisconsin they would say it didn't work out. And I think on my end on the football end that that I, I would say the same. I mean I'd say I didn't I didn't maximize my time there. I didn't play my best ball there. Um, but I will say that that experience turned me into the the man I am today, and I'm forever thankful for that and the people there. The way they influenced me they showed me how to do it the right way um so at my time there i mean i learned a lot and i'm forever thankful for that because it it shaped me into who i am today and uh but yeah i mean you enter the portal and at that time the portal is different from that point last year this point now right now i mean it's it's grown it's evolved it's changed but i mean at the time there there were a lot of guys in the portal um and I, i i took a bunch of visits and uh, when I came down here, I mean, as, as far as the, I mean, I always talk about, uh, our coaches process and, and how they line it up for us and, and how you, when you buy into it, you grow. And I think the biggest thing was they laid out a plan in front of me. They laid out, um, my strengths, my weaknesses, how to improve my weaknesses, all this stuff. And I mean, from the start, I knew that it was a, it was a year of work and I was ready to go all in on it. So, I mean, I've never really been, a big external um motivation guy i kind of always find it uh inside and and through the people around me and i think that that's the that should be the driving force and that's why i always hit the guys on like guys it's always good to look at stuff and and see it but you got to be motivated for by the people in the room and the people around you and yourself and uh so i mean my biggest thing this year was um i wasn't i wasn't just like thinking about stats or thinking about playing good i mean i just I want to do everything I could to, to help out those guys in the locker room, those coaches, the, across the board, the strength staff. I mean, everybody in there. I mean, I, I think that's where, that's where you, that's where you free yourself up to play your best is when you're, when you're not playing for yourself.
1: I'll say, I'll say maybe a little bit for a little
2: bit of chip on the shoulder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's healthy. I think everybody should have, have some form of chip on their shoulder.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Graham, where do you feel like you improved the most as a quarterback? As we go through the from game or I mean what spring practice, fall camp, game one to game eleven to, to Missouri. Where do you feel like, you know, on the field that you that maybe that wasn't at Wisconsin or maybe that you improved on from Wisconsin to now? Where do you feel you grew the most?
2: Oh gosh. Um I think the biggest thing where that that I saw the growth. And this, I always do this, man. You, you got to stop me from doing this, but I always talk about the process. Okay. Me, it, it was the whole year leading up to fall camp, and uh, for me, it was it was the amount of reps I took, whether it was on, in the film room, just throwing a football, taking drops, working on my mechanics, um, and then it was getting to know the guys. And so for me, it was it was a holistic approach um, that led to on, on the field being able to be more efficient take care of the ball move the sticks um and, and you want to finish drives and and be efficient on third down so I, I think the holistic approach of really buying into your individual process is what evolves onto the field and, and frees you up to go play confident go play free so i mean i think the biggest thing this year was was taking care of the football and and obviously um, had a few sack fumbles and I'm already addressing those in, in preparation for next year and, and two hands on the ball, moving through the pocket. So, um, I mean, I, I learned a lot this year about, about my game and how I can, how I can constantly be evolving, constantly be improving. So, you I know, mean, I'm looking forward to uh, another year of it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, the, you, you mentioned it, yeah, the interception numbers way down uh, mm-hmm. there. And I was, I just got, like you said, probably just, comfortability uh another year of football uh but as you said I, and we heard it from everybody as soon as you come in and it's the things we want to hear uh, in the in the locker room in the in the film room you know being the leader that you know we, we, we wanted to hear about and you know we heard those things from day one uh, it does certainly look like it paid off there for you so i appreciate uh, it yeah man we we excited to excited to see that next step we'll get into that too just a second but we'll get off let's get off the field for a second this interview is being brought to us by florida victorious uh and you've you've been uh, a big proponent uh and a member of florida victorious there as a student athlete and you said yesterday in a media session that nil really did influence your return um you know but there is a great entity there at florida with florida victorious that you've been involved with and how has that experience been And, and like if a new player is coming into florida and they're looking for an opportunity in NIL and they're Florida Victorious is there. What, where, I mean, why, why would you tell them to take part in Florida Victorious? I mean, I think it's a great thing. I, I think it's a great thing. I mean, the biggest thing that,
2: that I take away from it is the people that I've met, the people that are surrounded, the people that are in that group. Um, they're awesome. And their relationships that I have, have met them one time and now I, I keep up with them and I, and I stick together with them. So, I think the biggest thing in that is that we're, it's a it's a great thing for us. I mean, we appreciate it a ton um, and it's it's so fun being around uh, your teammates in different environments and interacting with people that, that are fans that, that work at different areas. So for me, I think the biggest thing has been the, being able to put yourself in the community and, and meet these amazing people that are in the Gainesville area. So it's, it's been an absolute blast.
1: I guess going to that too. Do you feel like as a transfer coming in? I guess this cup probably could speak for a freshman as well. Do you think it endeared yourself to Gator Nation probably a little faster than if you didn't do those things?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think a ton of different ways. I, th- I think my my first experience was I, w- I was working with um, Habitat for Humanity down here, and w- we met the the future owner of the house, and she was a huge Gator fan, and. <laughs> Like at the time, like no one, no one knew who I was or where I was coming from. But it was just I just saw how juiced up she was about Gator football and and Gator Nation. So for me, I think it's great to coming from a place that has great tradition um, in Wisconsin. I mean, getting to a new place and learning how passionate people are about Gator football and and the entire university. I mean, that that fuels you even more in in your work to uh, to want to to want to go out there and put out a good product for them.
1: Graham, how is it working with the the leadership at, at Florida Victorious and, you know, maybe the message they send you guys about maybe the importance of NIL and, and doing it the right way?
2: Yeah, I think that's everything. And I think, uh, I mean, they, they do so much for us and whether it's financial literacy or all this, all these different ways of teaching you how to be smart with with your money. I mean, I think that's I think that's huge, especially in today's world where um, there's a lot of different factors that come in and it can Can confuse you sometimes they do a great job of educating us on what's going on how to be ready for certain certain things that come up so i mean i think the leadership in that uh in that group is fantastic uh, across the board i mean i think they do a great job of giving us great opportunities to go out there and and meet people and and put ourselves in the community and be fully immersed in the gainesville area so i mean I, i have nothing but absolute great things to say about those people
1: Awesome, awesome. And guys, hey, look, guys, out there, you can be the difference as well through Florida Victorious. For the first time ever, you can directly impact the outcome on the field by joining Florida Victorious. Want to help the Gators win? Want a better game day experience? Well, just like when you pack the swamp, your unwavering support through Florida Victorious empowers the gators to be their best. So join today, you can be the difference in making the orange and blue victorious. You know, save 20% with promo code GatorsBD. Link is in the description
0: Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So,
1: Graham, let's get back to it. And you've kind of briefly mentioned it here, but we've just talked about some stuff on the field for you. What is the next step for you, this Gator offense? What steps do you want to take? What steps do you want to see this offense take? Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think there's a lot of stuff. Um, I think across the board, I mean, we all know that we need to take a step, um, like you just said. And, for a lot of different people, it's a lot of different things. But I know on my end, it's it's being able to be better in, in any sense I can for the guys around me. And I think that, like I said earlier, this offseason is going to be huge. Being able to be in the uh, be immersed in the offense, understanding how a whole season played out and how different things work off of each other. Um, I think being able to bring that to the table and, and from day one, as soon as we get back in, in the winter and we start working out, being able to speak the language of the offense and, and really push these guys to to get better and, and learn it quicker so i mean i think that we're looking forward to just just getting back to work and i mean that's that's the main focus of everybody on this team right now
1: yeah, but there, if it is right i guess one angle of the offense that i think is probably brought up the most is maybe the the downfield passing aspect so what did you see this season from that? Were there more opportunities? Is that a place to get better, to get better, uh, as maybe one of those next steps in this offense?
2: Yeah, I think so. And I, I think there's a lot of different um, aspects that lead to that. And I think that, like, I always think back to what I can do better um, in that sense. And I, I think across the board, it's, uh, on my end, it's, it's being better in protection. I'm getting us on the right call, picking up blitzes. Um and then, obviously, just taking my one-on-one matchups, giving them a, giving them their best shot to make a play, and, and getting it in their radius. So, I mean, that's definitely an area of focus, and, and definitely an area that we're gonna we're gonna work this off on.
1: Good deal. So, all right, Graham, I gotta know this this one. Uh, you probably have a little bit of fun with this one, but coming from the Big Ten, you played in some great college football atmospheres. You know they. they, oh. they, they get-
2: very cold out.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true too. That's true. Hey, this is a different kind of weather you had to go through for. Uh, that's, hey, that's another. Question. Before we do go for, how was that? Like, were you? How were those July August swampy camp days?
2: Very swampy. <laughs> uh, the humidity was just my, my first experience. I came. I came down in like january and i was gone in in february and i'm like oh my gosh it's so hot and then i think it was like austin barber we were on the course he looks at me he's like oh just wait buddy and once we hit camp i was like okay this is this is the humidity we were talking about so it took me about a week and a a lot of water balls water bottles later of uh (laughs) getting used to the humidity so it was definitely
1: a uh Definitely a learning curve, but but we, we got through it. <laughs> all right, so then now you gotta get through fall camp and you get to the season. Mm-hmm. How do all those big ten great atmospheres how does it compare what you just went through the last month? Whether it be a home game at the swamp, whether it be on the road at Death Valley LSU, or hey, even for the first time, you've probably played in a unique atmosphere like Florida, Georgia, in, in a neutral site there here, here in Jacksonville. So, if you can go, you know, maybe through all those three. Just what was it like playing in the SEC this year? The big home game versus Tennessee and the big win, and how all that played out. You know, how was your first experience in the SEC? I mean, it was
2: awesome. It was awesome. I mean, I think I'll, I'll think back to uh, Big Ten for a second, but I mean, across the board, I mean, the thing that I appreciate the t- a ton is being able to play in two great conferences and in, in two historic conferences. So. I mean, I've played in pretty much every Big Ten stadium on on the west side, and then uh, coming down here, I mean, every game was just electric, no matter where we were at. So that was that was always, uh, it, it was a blast this year, just just seeing all these different places. And I mean, I've played in, I've played in multiple stadiums in the past a, a few times. So for me, it was getting that new taste of of different game day environments and th- just the passionate fans across the board in SEC it was a uh, was a blast.
1: Did Death Valley LSU did that mm. did that live up to the reputation? Oh yeah. oh
2: yeah, yeah, Death Valley definitely lived up to it. That was a <laughs> that was a fun one. <laughs>
1: um What was the experience like for the, the Tennessee win? I mean, I know it was kind of long ago, but that was probably you know definitely the the biggest home game atmosphere win. It was so much ramped up, and it played out that way. It was that a memorable moment for you this past year.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think for me that was uh that was probably my most memorable moment this year. Um, and I think just across the board, it was uh like all those plays just staying out of my mind. The guys just out there making plays and having fun. I think about uh, Trey, I think about K Jack's catch. I think about all, all these guys that just went out there and and played free and had fun. and uh, that's definitely a, a memory that that we'll never forget together. so. Uh, and the Swamp was rocking. I mean, that was that was an experience in and of itself is just being able – being sitting on the sideline watching our defense out there and not being able to hear the coach right in front of me <laughs> was uh, – that was a first. So that was definitely a, definitely an awesome experience.
1: You know all the lyrics to Won't Back Down yet? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> did you
2: know it before? I did not. Okay. And, and then – this is actually a funny story. So I didn't know it. And then, uh, I was walking in the locker room one day and it said like, won't, it just said, won't back down on the wall. And then it said, Tom Petty. I'm like, okay. I'm like, is that the song they play? Cause I'm used to jump around. <laughs> like, oh, true.
1: Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah I didn't even put that together, but yeah, another good tradition there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, and I kept seeing these videos like in, in early, early January, February of guys like singing. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like they got a song. And I really started like looking at it. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> so <laughs> then I, uh like all fall camp, I mean, I'd wake up and I'd play that on my way into the facility. Um, and it slowly uh, became my, one of my favorite songs.
1: And then when your first you know, big time in the swamp moments, and finally the LED lights and they turn all the lights off and the phones are lit up. I mean, was, yeah, pretty good. Oh, yeah.
2: But I tell you what, I, was, I didn't know. So I can't remember what, the, what was the first home game. Was that McNeese? McNeese, yeah. So we scored the first touchdown. And I thought there was like a power outage for <laughs> a second. I didn't. I didn't know they were going to do that whole light show thing. But uh, I, so I was shocked at the start, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" And then I, I figured it out. Uh, it yeah. took a second, but I figured it out, and I, I thought that was sweet. So
1: right, that was something Nation has been asking for for years. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah I will give you credit. It was your first year. Graham Mertz brought the LED lights. There we go. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Graham. How involved are you, and will this expand in the actual game plan? Through a week, Um, is there a typical? You know, like what's a typical week like of of installing? Is maybe going through your conversations with Billy Napier recently? Is that something that will grow more your second season in the offense? And one player I want to, you know, we don't get to hear a lot of, but I see you talking to on the sideline a lot, and I know he's really integral behind the scenes Is Ryan O'Hara and and, the the role he plays.
2: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, and we kind of always where we work together during the week on this and just communicating on. Uh, little, little intricate details of, of certain plays. So, I mean, we, we start on Sunday, we, we get a, we get an install and then uh, every day you'll get an install of, of new things. We'll go through it, talk through what we like, um, talk through the different looks that we could see um, and talk through maybe, maybe a slight change in, in where the, the, either the protection or where the running back's checking down. So, um, there's a lot of a lot of details that go into the week, and the biggest thing I appreciate is, is just the open communication about about the plan and um, it it allows us to to work together and and figure out what's best for for the offense. So it's uh it's always a blast in the in the week of prep.
1: A few more minutes right here with Graham Mertz and hey one player I think uh, will you'll be throwing the ball to a lot next year and really came on true freshman wide receiver Trey Wilson yeah, as this season went on we saw the increase of usage you know especially this first drive of games how fast did you know he was go- he's, he was going to be that guy
2: so i actually just talked about this this is this is funny so he came in in the summer so he came in he wasn't like a mid year guy um and everybody i kept getting like little subtle hints like oh yeah just wait just wait till you see that guy in pads and i was like okay like i'll I'll, I'll see. And then because uh, he, he was banged up a little bit. I think he had like a yeah. week or something. So he wasn't really doing workouts. Um, and then we get into camp and I think for the first day he might have been. I don't know what, what he was doing. He might have been out the first day or two. And then he came back and I, I threw him like an out route or something. And he, so he caught the pass and stuck. And he stuck his right foot in the ground and just spun around. Housed it the first the first ball I threw to him and I remember just looking back at coach and being like oh you weren't lying about that guy <laughs> and and he he thought that was funny so I mean I knew after that I was like all right we got to get this guy to rock and uh, but yeah I mean the biggest thing I saw was throughout the year just his growth of understanding the offense um, understanding his role in it and how to how to really just maximize his touches and that was one thing that I mean I think back to just the ball, the two, what was it? The two balls I threw to him in, in the first drive of George. I mean, he's yeah. just playing fast, playing free, um, trusting his skill. And uh, I think that's one thing for him that if he, if, if he just trusts his skill and plays fast, I mean, there's, he's pretty freaking good. <laughs> so I'm looking forward <laughs> to, uh, I'm looking forward to another year of, of growing together and growing that chemistry of uh, just knowing where he's going to be at and and feeling that out and then just uh, growing in the offense together. So. That would definitely be fun with Trey.
1: Yeah. Man, that first ball you threw to him for the first touchdown against Arkansas? Oh, yeah. That was, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm lying or not, but to me, that might have been your best throw. I mean, just. I'll
2: take that. I'll, man, I'll take that. I was that, fired up.
1: <laughs> man, the placement, the zip, I mean, where it had to be. I mean, that was, I, was, I was up in the press box. Like, oh, wow. Wow, there yeah. we go. <laughs>
2: was, that was a fun one. And yeah. the funny thing was, like, I hadn't. I hadn't thrown that ball to Trey the whole week. And we wow. read a bunch. I think that I think I was throwing it to, I think that ball I was throwing to Ricky like the whole week. We were like, all right, this could be. So they're going to go to, and, and they they switched spots on that one. And I was like, oh, okay. And Trey, it was a savvy play by Trey, actually. So if you go back and watch it, um, I think it was like the flat defender, the safety was outside of him. He had like a little out and up. So he ran the out and then just kind of gave him a little shake. And just took it with speed up vertical because he was outside of him and i was like i've never seen a, a freshman think on the fly like that oh. so it was actually like i felt like i was throwing like a, a six-year senior receiver that just felt it out and then bah, bah, bah. but he just it was a savvy play by him and that just goes to show that when he plays fast it's hard to cover that dude like i wouldn't i wouldn't try to cover him <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, there was another player that was hard to cover this year for Florida, but hey, wh- what is Florida going to miss the most uh, about Ricky Persall and all the catches and all the leadership that he brought. And also on the, the unfortunate news and however you want to go into it, T- Trevor Etienne transferring mm-hmm. away, what would the, him be out of the offense, you know, mean for this offense as well, missing Ricky Persall and now missing also Trevor Etienne.
2: Yeah. I mean, first all, I'll start with Rick. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I'm gonna miss is just that's that's my dog, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he's my he's my best friend. He'll be my best friend for life. So him him not being here will it will be different. Um, but I mean, on the field, I mean, that's a guy that just complete playmaker in every sense. I mean, I'd, we'd always have We had a running joke where I would be like, "All right, Rick, where do you want me to put that ball?" Like I'd go to him after I threw him a ball, and he just made a crazy catch. I'm like, "Okay, where do you want me to put it?" And he'd always go anywhere around here <laughs> and give me, like, a wide arm. And so that, that was the biggest thing with him was, like, I knew any time I put it around him, like, he was going to catch it. And uh, and, he, and he was going to make that play. He had that fire, and, and he's a competitor. And I think that's one thing that the young guys in the room learn from him is that just the type of competitor he is. I mean, he, he never, never backs down, as uh, Tom Petty would say um and he's just he loves ball he loves this place and and he went all in on on his on his process and I think the guys saw that and and they were able to take things from that and apply it to theirs so I think his leadership was was just fantastic in that room and and on the team so we're definitely gonna miss Rick I mean overall he's just he's a great guy great teammate great player um so he he was definitely definitely be missed but i'm definitely wearing his phone out <laughs> like every day um and then yeah i mean just trevor i mean he's 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 just a special player and that's something that i mean he's got that in his veins he was born with it and, and he grew it in, in his time here so we're definitely going to miss that um and then yeah so those are two key pieces that are going to be different um and we're we're going to have to work together as a team to to figure out how to how to fill those voids
1: Hi, right, grandma i ask every player this before i let him go Billy is gonna to come to you and he says, Graham, all right, you are gonna pick the uniform we're gonna to wear tonight. So what color helmet, what color jersey, what color pants is Graham Mertz gonna roll out of the swamp with?
2: I think I think there's only one answer now. Okay. I think I think after I mean, obviously we didn't we didn't end the game we wanted to, but those black uniforms, man, that black helmet was just it was just wild, man. I mean, that's that's the best uniform I've ever put on in my life. There we go. There we go. Did you, did you ever wear black at Wisconsin? Oh, never. Okay, Last I wasn't black sure. Was, uh, was in high school, state okay. championship, Blue Valley North.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so then you got you got to take part in Florida for the first time doing it. Oh so yeah. There, there we, we go. go. All right, Graham. Hey man. Before I let you go. Um, Good buddy, long-time listener of Gators Breakdown, Gators Breakdown Plus member as well. Cavern Harris sent me something I just had to share with you. Yeah, uh, his, awesome. six, his six-year-old daughter Savannah made a thank you note for her favorite players. There you are at the top. Uh, so here it is. She says, "Hi, thank you for the season and get well soon." From Savannah Harris. So,
2: well, thank you, Savannah. That that that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That's that's, that's what Gator Nation is all about, Graham. That's, what, that's uh at the i think you've learned in the in the year that you've been here
2: well i mean i gotta say one thing because i don't get this platform a lot um i just want to say and to all gator nation tuning in i mean i I appreciate all the i mean all the support throughout the year for this team i mean i know we're hungry i know you guys are hungry um and i know that we're gonna get to where we want to go so uh, we appreciate everything all the passion all the love i mean we're just as passionate we love this thing just as much as you guys so I mean, my promise to you is that i'm gonna give it everything i got and i'm gonna lay it all on the line for this year i only got one of them so i'm gonna give you everything i got so uh yeah appreciate appreciate uh, back to savannah appreciate the letter uh that was that was really sweet
1: yeah hey good deal man all those words you just said we, we we know we know it comes from the heart we know you mean it man like i said we saw you get up time and time again and, and be the leader uh, all throughout this year that you were at the quarterback spot for the Gators. So, hey, congrats for a big season. Get well soon. And like you said, hopefully even, even, even more next year for Gator Nation. Well, I appreciate that, Tom. Thanks
2: for having Fine. me. This was fun.
1: Yeah, man. Graham, thank, th- thanks so much. And hopefully we can do it again. Oh, yeah. We'll do it again. Come all on. Right. we got a whole year. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, Graham. Thank you. Quarterback all for right. the Gators, Graham Mertz, joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Hey, good stuff right there. Quarterback grammar for the Gators. Man, that was good. That was some good stuff there. Big, big thanks to him. Big thanks to Florida Victorious once again uh, for for allowing and and setting that up. Um, Thanks to University of Florida uh, as well for for, for all their help uh, in setting that up. It's a big time gift right there for, for, you know, get the quarterback right here um, for uh, all you Loyal Gators Breakdown listeners. Um, Hey, join, join us live there too. So, once again, big thanks, big thanks. Uh, oh, yeah, so we'll get into it, guys, too, as well. I know we're, we had set this up before the news had come out, but you know, there's no surprise, really, uh, if you have followed um, Gators Breakdown, if you follow social media, and you're dating back to really last week, but um, maybe behind the scenes, even the work's even more than that about Trevor ETN, running back for the Gators, hit the transfer portal, of course. Um, can't go by without talking for that, uh, talk, talking about that, then. Yeah, you know, it, it stings. It, it, it certainly really, really stings. There, you saw, you, you heard just Mertz there talk about you know the type of player he is and how he's going to be missed and how they got to replace him uh, next year. And I think you know, a lot of the question that comes out is why. Um, I think for for ETN maybe a, a chance to go maybe win some more ball games. You know, he'll be in his third year uh, next year and um, could be his last year at, at college football. And so maybe sees another opportunity there to to win more game somewhere else i know nil and money will be brought up and i'm sure that plays a part but look i mean his brother's in the nfl there's that nfl money there he's etn himself trevor has done really well for himself in the nil world at florida so i'm sure he'll get rewarded handsomely at at his next stop too but i don't think that's the driving factor here and i know splitting carries is maybe a part that gets brought up you know that's an argument too maybe he should have gotten more Uh, But it's not like he's going to be a workhorse uh, elsewhere. Not many places do that anymore. So now it's just, um, you know, is it just a matter of getting more touches? Okay. Um, But, you know, I won't doubt that plays a maybe small part as well. But from my understanding, it's a lot, you know, trying to go get some wins in what might be his last year uh, of college football from my understanding. And that's just where things that I can put together, things that I'm being told, uh, so but you know, the bad part of that about this is, you know, Billy Napier coming into Florida, choosing to tear this thing down to the ground level and build it back up. And now you don't get to see that pay off with a player like Trevor Etienne. I mean, a, a lot of good plays the last couple of years. He's supposed to be a big part of what is going to be a critical year three. Uh, for, for for Billy Napier and you're losing one of those foundational pieces of the rebuild. Now you got to replace that. You got to find a way to replace it. It does make it harder. doesn't mean you, you can't overcome it, but it, it's going to make it harder. Um, and you know, if the plan was a rebuild and the first couple of seasons may be rough because of it. Well, you need to see one of those players and you just, you need to see that payoff. And we're not, we're going to see that payoff anymore. That key, one of those key pieces are gone. Um, so, you know, Napier chose the bill by getting his players in and giving them lots of reps not only to see one of those best of that scenario head elsewhere and somebody else get advantage and take advantage of the development and the playmaking ability of Trevor Etienne, a guy that you were going to count on uh, through a rebuild. So, you know, a player like this was supposed to be the payoff to all those reps to young guys. Um, now, I've heard some express out there that this isn't a big loss, and I'm going to disagree uh, <laughs> with you. I think it is. Um, I, I know overall the running back position is not as valuable as it once was in the game of college football, but in a Billy Napier offense, it is. Uh, and no doubt he's one of the, one of the better players on the team or what was one of the best players on the team. And I keep seeing knocks on him and his pass protection and okay, all right, well, show me the perfect player out there uh, right, right now. There's not many of them. Uh, everybody's got their flaws uh, and he was able to overcome those uh, a bit. And, Show me the teams that are interested in him and I think you know, the word has starting to leak out already Even before he announced that if he was going to announce that a team like Georgia would be a team He might go to and now it's starting to come out Ohio State Alabama Maybe even LSU in the mix. And that's teams that have played for SEC championships the last couple of years and the college football playoff and those teams won't Trevor ETN so, you know, kind of miss me with the whole he's isn't good or isn't good enough and can just easily be replaced. I hope he can. It won't be easy. But he's still the best proven playmaker Florida had out of that backfield. And I know him and Johnson's stats are very similar. And, look, I've defended Montreux Johnson a, a lot more than, than, than most. But still, you know, while the stats may be similar, they're, the way they get there is a little different. And, you know, ETN's just that threat. To hit a home run when the ball's in his hands. And maybe if he gets a few more touches a game, you get a few more explosives or a couple more explosives a game. So, all in all, to me, it just, it just kind of makes this rebuild harder. Uh, we'll see who they were placing with. As I did mention, Montreal Johnson, Cam Carroll would be back hopefully next year. How much will he bounce back from that injury? Uh, of course, you got uh, Trey on Webb uh, as well, who showed some flashes. Uh, there, of course, you know he wasn't going to get the same freshman opportunities that Trevor Etienne got the year before because of what Trevor Etienne was, and you had Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne in front of him. So maybe there's more there that we just didn't get to see because he had two really good backs in front of him. We saw some flashes uh, there, so hopefully that pays off, and we'll see what Florida does. You know, Kane and Daniels committed right now; they're going to be going after uh, you know some other running backs out there, and you may get some news on that pretty soon uh, as well for the 2024 class. So we'll see how Florida. You know, it replaces Trevor Etienne. I'm not saying he's not re- replaceable. Somewhat, it's just he's one of the better players on the team. And it's not just as simple as oh, we're just going to replace him. It, 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 to me, it's not. I mean, you know, maybe Florida changes the offense a bit. Maybe with Graham Mertz, Florida opens up the passing game a bit more to where a player like Trevor Etienne, the value does go a little, you know down a little bit more if you're throwing the ball a little bit more or you get better weapons are outside. Um, are there over? Uh, are there ways to adjust? Certainly, certainly there are. But I think, by way, you don't get better by losing a player like Trevor Etienne. That's just the way I'll go and in that one. So there we go, there we go. Really good episode. Had Graham Mertz on here. Good stuff. Not so good stuff with the news of and it wasn't a huge surprise you know you, a lot of people wanted to accuse us of making some fake headlines the last week or so and trying to get noticed or whatever but no you, know, you guys know i don't that's not the way i operate not the way i work if i'm going to talk about it think mean, there's a legit reason to talk about it we've been talking about etn and the potential of him hitting the portal um and Florida was doing everything they can to make sure it didn't happen but in the end Trevor etn will be hitting the transfer portal so All right. There we go. There we go. And maybe we'll see what Florida does. Um, Visits piling up this weekend. A couple more uh, transfers I know are are heading in this weekend as well. So, miss to last episode of Gators Breakdown with Will and I. And got to make sure, I think, for a lot of these transfers, get them in early. Get them in on those early weekends because they don't usually take too many visits before deciding. I think a lot of that, of course to do with tampering a lot of these guys knows where they're going before they even hit the portal uh but you know if some of these guys don't and you get these early visits Florida's got to make these early visits pay off so all right good episode right here everybody thanks for hopping on hope you enjoyed the interview with Graham Mertz give us a like subscribe if you haven't done so yet go join Florida Victorious help that NIL help those players like Graham Mertz and that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SCC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.